Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. There's a lifting of the hands. <laughs> There's a lifting of the eyes. There's a lifting of our hearts beyond the hills to where our help comes from. That's what the Bible says. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that word. Thank you, God, for that worship message. Thank you so much, praise team, for reminding us where our help comes from. Woo! God has a word for us today. Ah, God has a word. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about doers of the work. That's our sermon series for this entire month of September. And so last week, I shared a word about taming our tongue. Watch your mouth. So this week, <laughs> I have another word God has shared with me, and I really pray that uh, he speaks through me to us concerning what thus says the Lord. My God, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the blessings. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love, your peace that surpass understanding. Now, God, let the words that comes from my mouth and the meditation from my heart be acceptable in thy sight, Lord. You are our strength. You are our redeemer on this morning, God. Less of me and more of you on this moment. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Ooh, let's turn into our words this morning. Come on, turn into your Bibles to book of James. Yes, we're talking about Jesus's youngest brother, <laughs> James. And uh, chapter four is where we're going and we're sticking to uh, verses six through 10. That's where we're going to park at on the day. Uh, verses six through 10 of James chapter four. All right. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You ready? Let's go. And he give grace generously, as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Mm, blessings to the hearers of the word on this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know last week I talked about T-Pain. People were like, who's T-Pain? Who's T-Pain? Well, this week I'm going to talk about somebody else too. And his name is Kendrick Lamar. Yes, he's a rapper from Compton, from California. And he came out with a song about 
a couple of years ago, 2017, called humble. And there's a phrase in there, it's four words. It says, be humble, sit down. <laughs> Say it in the comments. Be humble, sit down. <laughs> That's a key phrase. You know, when I hear those four words, be humble, sit down, I could come up with so many situations, so many people, or even myself, uh, that need to apply that in their lives. To be humble and sit down. Sometimes you feel like you can bump your chest and, and be proud. Sometimes you need to be humble and sit down. Many of us come across individuals, whether they be leaders or bosses, supervisors, managers, or politicians, co-workers, or influencers, or even pastors. <laughs> in many years of working and serving in church or in, in, in the secular world, you know, I've come across my share of individuals who I would say are the opposite of uh, humble. It's tough because, you know, I'm a person I have an open mind. OK, so I, I, I when I observe people and see why are they so arrogant and for many of them, you look at them like, yeah, they're really successful. They're actually really gifted and talented. So uh, I guess in certain aspect, it warrants a certain level of 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 confidence or a certain level of of security. But uh, some people just take it way too far. You know, I know you're gifted. I know you're successful. I know you come from the bottom. Now you're in the top. So you have a way of just boasting your chest. But some people just take it way too far in ministry. It requires to have a servant's heart. We are here to serve in church, in ministry. I've learned that in 25 plus years in ministry. It requires a servant's heart. Ministry, the word itself means service, means servants. And in order to serve, it requires a humble heart. The heart can't be filled with pride. And as doers of the work in the kingdom, we need more laborers. It says earlier in Matthew 9, I said last week, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. We need more servants who have a servant's heart, who won't try to take the credit where it all belongs to God and try to absorb it for themselves. You know, Pastor Jasmine and I, we've been your pastors for about almost a year now. Can you believe it? Almost an entire year in a pandemic where most pastors, you are just quitting it. They're just giving up, closing down a church. God has allowed Pastor Jasmine and I to be your pastors here at St. Luke for almost a whole year. And God has allowed us to have a few minor successes. I don't want to boast about it, but yes, our roof, we've, I know St. Luke, we've been trying to replace that roof for years. I know we've had foundation problems and thank you for the, the predecessor pastor and and and, and 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 now we've been able to to fix our foundation and then then now we have been able to, to have the resource to, to redo our roof and and paint the exterior of our church and get gutters and and that's not Pastor Jasmine and I's doing that's God's doing. I dare not, we dare not take the credit. That's a God thing. We can't take the credit, y'all. Remember, you know, I, I, you know, last week we talked about what we say. Watch what you say. But this week, I really want to want to want to zero in on our heart. I think it's time to do a heart check. Yeah, you know, to check what, what, what the condition of our heart. You know, ever so often, I feel like we have to do this because you know we get too comfortable. 
that we know we are alive and we are well, that we have clothes on our back and we have a roof over our head and we have food on our table. We take that for granted and, you know, we get a little arrogant, like, you know what, I'm good. I wake up and it's here and everything I have, I have roof on my head and not realizing that it don't have to be this way. Be humble. Sit down. While, you know, there are people out there struggling to find a meal, struggling to pay their bills, struggling to stay encouraged, struggling to hear God's voice in the midst of dark times. That person might be you. Or you might know someone who's going through that difficulty. Matter of fact, there's someone out there who's actually not struggling. They have money in the bank. They have friends to call. They have a job to go to. They have a spouse, children that God has blessed them with. But you've stopped praying. You've stopped acknowledging God. You've stopped uh, attending church, whether online or in person, or you stop reading your Bible. You stop praying. You stop worshiping. You got comfortable. You've gotten adjusted to your climate. But God wants to remind us today to be humble, sit down. Don't be up here holding your chest up, standing up. Be humble, sit down. Yes, life is good for some of us. Life might be okay for others. And life might be just terrible for for other people and other people. Regardless of what the situation is for you today, be humble. Sit down. Verse six in James chapter four says this, and he gives gracious grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to them. I'm going to say that again. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, James is referring to what was shared in Proverbs chapter three, verses 34. And it says, the Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. God has graced us undeservedly. He's graced us with so much. He has blessed us with 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 so much, you know. But when we become prideful and absorb that grace and blessings to ourselves and don't humble ourselves, it says God don't mess with proud people. He rejects the proud. He is, uh, he opposes the proud. The last thing I want to (laughs) be is on the opposite side of where God is. Don't you agree? (laughs) How many times have we seen in the public, uh, someone who started lowly and humbly, uh, you know, a celebrity or an athlete, and then they experienced the success significant success and all of a sudden they become proud and and they you know they 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 they, they just become arrogant and and mean and unapproachable and just dry and just oh all sorts of foolishness because of a success then all of a sudden disaster strikes and boom they lose it all god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble be humble and sit down. Mm. Honestly, James in cha- um, chapter four is actually one of my favorite chapters. It's it, the whole chapter from beginning to end. Uh, I, I, as a worshiper, uh, one my, my, the posture I try to keep is a posture of humility. 
And in this particular verse is, is actually one of my favorite scriptures, like my go-to worship scriptures, like in the midst of a worship and, and quiet time, I go to the scripture. And, and, and so I want us to park at, at this particular verses in, in chapter four of James, uh, verses seven and eight. This is where I want us to park a little bit. Let's, let's just kind of park right here. Verses seven and eight. Uh, here are a few things that I feel that, that stick out to me in verses seven and eight of chapter four of James. Let's talk about it. It says, uh, uh, my first point in, in James four, seven, uh, it says this, humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee. Oh, so it's saying humble yourselves before God. Okay. That's the first thing. Humble yourself before God. The next thing it says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So wait, wait, wait. Did you see that order? It says, humble yourself before God. Then resist the devil and he'll flee. How many of us has gotten that order wrong? Sometimes we feel as Christians, you know, we got it. We, 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 the child of the most high. Yay, 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 yay. And spent no time with him, have not acknowledged him, haven't even seek God first. But you want to resist the devil and he ain't moved an inch. Because you haven't humbled yourself before God. That's the priority. That's the primary action. Humble yourselves before God. Then resist the devil and he will flee. Because it's not going to be out of your doing, the devil will flee. It has to be God's doing, by God's power, by God's might. If you walk in humility before God, you can't say, devil, be gone. Get under my feet. You no longer have hold of my family. You no longer have hold on my mind. You no longer have hold on my child. You no longer have hold on my finances. The devil will flee once you humble yourselves before God. There's a little arrogance that comes sometimes when you, you got it going on. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> but it's time we have to do a heart check to make sure that arrogant doesn't rise up. We're human. We're made of flesh. So we're subject to deal with these emotions of happiness and success. And, and, and we tend to rise up and forget where our help comes from. So have you done a heart check lately? Can I ask that question? Have you humbled yourself before God? Not just one time or you know, once a month. It requires every day to humble ourselves before God. Every moment he wakes us up, it requires to say, God, not my doing, but your will be done. God, you are in control. Without God, uh, uh, nothing uh, uh, can be fixed. Uh, 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 without God, the sick can't be healed. Without God, the borrower cannot transition to become a letter. Without God, the last can't become first. Humble yourselves before God every chance you get. Not just when it's convenient. Uh-oh. I'm going to say it again. Humble yourselves before God every chance you get. Not solely when it's convenient. When that order is right, when you humble yourselves before God, seek first the kingdom of God and all her righteousness, then you can walk in the power and say, devil, be gone, and he will flee. 
Folk get mad at God when they were like, God, you know, the devil's on my life. He's this, this, he's just running rampant in my life. You ain't humbled yourself before God. Don't blame God. You need to humble yourselves before God first. Then verse eight, here's my second point. Verse eight continues and says, come close to God and God will come close to you. In, 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 in the KJV, all of us know how it says in King James Version. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Draw closer to God. That's the second point. Draw closer to God. Nowadays, when we talk about drawing closer, drawing nigh to people, it's funny. It's, it's unfortunate because this pandemic has caused us to distance ourselves. We can't come close to nobody. <laughs> which makes us realize we've taken for granted those times that we were comfortably hugging one another, giving each other kisses, giving each other handshakes and laugh and accidentally sneeze around, sneeze around somebody or accidentally, you know, slip a cough around somebody. We took that for granted. Now when that happens, we like, hi. Now we giving air hugs and air high fives and, Pounds with our fists and, 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 you know, things have changed now, unfortunately, because of our pandemic has changed our, the way we, we, we socialize and, and get close and familiar. So when James is telling us to come close to God, that concept, it, it, it causes us to kind of flinch a little bit. Draw not like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to get sick. Let me stop. But, you know, any strong relationship requires humility, compromise. And some kind of type of intimacy, closeness. Falling in love with someone requires vulnerability. I remember the times and when I fell in love with Pastor Jasmine. It requires a certain brokenness. It requires certain vulnerability. You know, I'm a big burly man, but yes, I had to break down and say, Pastor Jasmine. Well, it wasn't Pastor then. It was Jasmine. I love you. I, 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 I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I, I'm in love. It requires a certain openness and vulnerability. It requires yourself putting yourself out there. So when God said, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. It's like when you were young and in love and y'all sitting in the little park bench and y'all trying to be shy. But in order for things to really get moving, y'all have to slide a little closer and they're excited. Then all of a sudden, you see yourselves face to face like, oh, <laughs> oh, to be young and in love, I'll tell you. Draw closer to God and he will draw close to you. God wants you to humble yourself and draw closer to him so he can draw closest to you because he wants to see you. Like, we... we the funny thing about this relationship between God and us, God already loves you. He's already in love with you. He already loves you. You don't got to prove nothing to him. You don't got to buy him no flowers. He already loves you. His love, his grace is, is he's gracious. He, oh, he freely gives, but he requires us to come close so he can draw close because he opposes, he opposes that pride. He opposes that, that cold heart. But he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself. Sit down. Draw close to God. Humble yourselves. Draw close. I'm telling you. You know, I don't know. I don't know why some people are afraid to get closer to God. You know, we talk about worship, you know, being vulnerable, crying before God. People are like, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I, you know, I think some people feel like they're, you know, they're about to lose the fun 
out of their lives, when they're drawing close to God. They feel like, oh no, when I get close to God, I'm not going to be able to enjoy life like I, like I, like. Do you understand that falling in love with Jesus is the best thing you can ever do? You're not losing nothing. You're gaining eternal life. Fall in love with Jesus. Draw closer to God. Humble yourselves before God would be the will be the best thing you will ever do. And not just do it once. Do it forever. It's not it's like I say, marriage is work. So is falling in love with God. It's work. It requires us to put the time in drawing closer to God. Not just once, not when it's just when it's convenient. It requires continual relationship, continual intimacy. You see, I rather humble myself because last thing you want is for God to humble you. Nuh-uh. Humble yourselves. I could sound like somebody mama. Humble yourself, child. The last thing you need is for God to humble you. That is the last thing. Humble yourself. Draw close to him so he can draw close to you. Third point. Verse 8 continues in James chapter 4. It says, wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. So wash your hands and purify your heart. The term wash your hands has has turned into a whole new meaning nowadays. Yes, because uh, now what is the recommended CDC uh, uh, length of washing your hands? 20 seconds. So you can properly wash your hands of all the impurities. So last thing you need is to touch something and touch your face and expose you to impurities or viruses that can get your whole temple uh, 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 sick and infected. Uh Oh, maybe the Bible already told us wash your hands and purify your hearts. It said wash your hands, you sinners. That whole process of washing hands is necessary to cleanse whatever you touch, whatever environments you're in and protect you from infecting your entire body, your the, the whole, your whole soul. So that's what I say. Wash your hands, you sinners. Then the second part, it says purify your hearts. There is a ne- this is a necessity to do a heart check ever so often and make sure that your heart is doing is 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 doing it's 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 in the right place. Uh, that you're doing self inventory. I always encourage doing a self heart check, a self inventory. Make sure that you're good, and that's that's what this message is all about today. Is being humble. Sit down, find time to check your heart, check your motives, check where you are with God. Because God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. There's a breaking. That occurs when you're in the presence of God. Just like I was talking about, it required a breaking for me to just confess my love for Pastor Jasmine years ago. There's a breaking when you're in the presence of God. When you fall in love with God, he breaks you. It's not the ugly break. It's, it's, it's a beautiful break. I don't know if that's such a, such a phrase, beautiful break, but take that. It's a beautiful break. Meaning that all of you is exposed in the presence of God. And God can handle it. You may think it's ugly, but to God, it's a beautiful situation. So humble yourselves before God. Draw close to him. Wash your hands and purify your hearts. But it says your focus is scattered. Your attention is divided. 
Your loyalty is divided between God and the world. <sighs> Nowadays, you know, uh, we have to be mindful of what we're putting our attentions to. God is a jealous God. That hasn't changed. And the purpose of doing a heart check, the purpose of washing your hands physically and spiritually and purifying your hearts is to make sure that your attention is on the right thing. The focus that it calls to wash your hand, the, the focus that requires to purify your heart, that it, it requires soul attention to the father. Your attention, your focus has been divided between the world and God. Humble yourselves. Sit down. Draw close to God. Wash your hands. Purify your hearts. We don't realize how much the world has affected our heart posture towards God. And it takes those quiet times between you and God to realize how disconnected we've been. Take some time this week. Today, to just get some quiet time in the presence of the Father and let him speak to you. Let him reveal where you are, where your heart is. Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands, you sinner. We sinner and purify your hearts in the presence of the Lord. Our attention has been and our focus has been divided between the world and God. Sometimes we got to hush the noise, got to control our mouths and we got we to gotta watch what in order to be effectual, effective doers of the work it requires humility. It's important in these quiet moments to be vulnerable, to be open to what God is going to fill your heart with. Humbling yourselves before the side, before God and giving you the enough power to resist the devil so he can leave your situation. It allows you to become more intimate. Intimacy. 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 Into me see. Into me see. Intimacy. You can see all the mess that's in you. All the idols that you've placed before God. All the unimportant things that you place before him. That's, that's what happens when you get in those intimate, quiet times with God. God shows up and he shows how messed up you've been but how much grace he's covered you with. And the more humble you become, it leads to my final point. Verse 10 says, he will lift you up in honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. That's one of my go-to verses. I'm telling y'all for like at least 20, 20, 30 years. It's been my go-to. James 4.10 is my go-to. I used to print it out on a sheet of paper and put it on my, my, on my cubicle right in front of me. Because yes, I had vulnerable times and, and insecure times where I uh, wasn't sure of myself. Or when I was going through some difficulties and having a struggle in my mind, I reminded myself, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and, in, and, and he will lift you up. 
And that calms me down. It it causes me uh, 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 to to really uh, 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 realize that it's not going to be in my own volition that it's going to come to pass. It's got to require humility, humbling myself in the sight of Lord. I need that. I needed that reminder because sometimes I think I needed to do do the extra thing here. I needed to do this. I need to brown know this person, or I need to to to, to politic with this person, or I needed to position myself to to be to, to this. No, no, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will do the lifting. There's a lifting. Remember, we just sung that song. There's a lifting of the eyes. There's a lifting uh, of the hearts. There's a lifting of our to, to the hills from where our help come from. Our help comes from you, Lord. We lift up our hands, we, we lift up our eyes, we lift up our hearts. If we humble ourselves in the saddle, he will do the lifting. You know, years ago I had, I was at this job and, uh, you know, there was an opportunity for promotion. And you know, it gets really uh, competitive when you're trying to go up for promotion. There's other people who are positioned just like you that, that, that want to uh, 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 get this promotion. So some of them will do whatever necessary to position themselves uh, for a promotion. And that same with me. I, I That's when I get to this little insecure, you know, I, maybe I'm not worthy enough, or maybe it isn't that. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will do the lifting. And that's the reminder I had in times when I am not sure of my worth. My worth is solely in the in the hands of the Father. He, in His hands, I am worthy. I am worthy, because I am His child. And allow and, and and a father will never let his child fall flat, fail. He's gonna do the lifting as our Father. So humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. <sighs> Be humble, y'all. Sit down. Don't be too proud to worship God in spirit and truth. Don't be too proud to make time to help and be available to your family, your friends, your church. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. We are pushing this message because, you know, we need more laborers. We need more people who will be willing to serve God's church. Because the harvest is plenty. And the harvest is coming, St. Luke. Yes, I feel it. The harvest is coming. You know, next month we're going to have our rescheduled family and friends day. I mentioned earlier, and and, and it's going to be a harvest festival and and it's going to be a great time in the Lord. We're going to need your support. We're going to need your prayers. We're going to need your presence. We're going to need your financial seed to sow in preparation for this harvest that's coming to St. Luke. But before we get into that, we got to do the heart check. We got to make sure our motives are pure, y'all. We got to make sure that we're not motivated uh, for the wrong things. This is God's church. We are all servants serving to push kingdom agenda. Not our agenda, not anybody's agenda, but God's agenda to affect our local and global community. We all need that reminder to be humble sit down my God my God my God listen today sometimes we need that reminder that's gonna you know kick us in the hind parts to say hey you're doing too much you're taking too much of the credit you're not spending enough time your your focus is divided between the world and God be humble humble yourselves before God then you can resist the devil 
and he will flee. Don't try to do it on your own doing because you don't have power. All power is in his hands. Remember that. Humble yourselves before God. Come closer. Draw closer to God. Mm, mm, mm. And it says, remember, (laughs) then it says, uh, uh, wash your hands and purify your hearts. And then let God do the lifting. Get out the way. Be humble. Sit down. Spend time with God in this moment. Let him speak to you in that still soft voice. Sometimes the noise gets in the way. Sometimes all that distraction gets in the way. Be humble. Sit down. Hear the voice of God speak to you. He's speaking now. There's someone who needs to turn and give their life to Christ. You've been running. You've been running. You've been avoiding. You've been avoiding. You've been proud. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So be humble. Sit down and hear God speak to you in this moment. It's time for you to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're that person, can you, can you, can you repeat this prayer with me? We're going to say it together. Say this as, Dear Lord, I am a sinner and I have sinned. Forgive me. I repent of all my wrongdoings, the word, thought, or deed. I humble myself before you, God. I am ready to draw close to you so you can draw close to me. I acknowledge that you sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to the cross to die, but be raised again on that third day with all power in his hands. I acknowledge Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior on this day. I acknowledge that he died on the cross. I acknowledge that he is raising from the dead and will be coming back again soon. And therefore I acknowledge that I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Amen. 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 You have just humbled yourself in the sight of God. Now it's time for God to lift you up. We celebrate you today who have shared that prayer, who have acknowledged God as their personal Lord and Savior. It's a beautiful day in the kingdom of God. We are rejoicing. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.